We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. Welcome to the Codex Cantina, as today we take you back to school with The Student by Anton Chekhov, coming to you live from Una's hotel room. Live from <laughs> Vegas, our first Vegas show here today. Woo! Ooh, Vegas show. <laughs> so apologies if the uh, audio video is off. We're going to work our way through it. But we're here to discuss the student, as Crypto said. And uh, let's let's go off. Let's just, let's just hit it right from the start. This is what? Probably 40% almost biblical page uh, wrapped around in a little story is, is, is kind of how I would pitch this one. This definitely beats you over the head with the biblical scripture, and the influence is easily seen. You have to tell me. You would have guessed that this was Tolstoy had I not told you who the author was, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I probably would have. It it feels very Tolstoy-y, yes. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I mean, think about it. The opening is we have this guy, Ivan who is a theo- he's, he's like attending like the theology academy. He's like a student there. Uh, I imagine based on the translation, it's somewhere in that venue. But he's obviously very religious because, you know, he's out snipe hunting, I think. He has this, he has his gun with him, and he comes into the garden. Okay, there's that, that parallel uh, of the widows, right? The two women that maintain it. And then he just launches into the story about the denial of Jesus, basically. <laughs> Do you think that one or the other we're supposed to represent, because we're in the garden, one is representing Adam and Eve, or is it one's the woman, one's the serpent? Because I kind of got that vibe that oh really was it the yeah was 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 the older woman the the actual like supposed to be Eve, and then the younger one was was the temptress, the temptation, the serpent, the devil. Oh, no, I, you went way deeper than me on that one, honestly. Okay, I uh, <laughs> so the way I looked at this is there's the opening, there's kind of like the opening. There's the denial of Jesus retelling, and then there's the closing, right? And in the opening, we have these lines like, As the cold was making him tremble, the student thought how during the times of Rurik, Ivan the Terrible, and Peter the Great, there must have been the same fierce poverty and hunger, these same leaking thatched roofs, the same ignorance and anxiety, the same emptiness all around, the gloom and the feeling of oppression. All these very horrors were are and will be another thousand years would pass yet life would still not be any better so okay a little bleak to start with you know life is suffering okay kicking it off on a high note here (laughs) this is how i knew it wasn't tolstoy because he always writes uplifting things (laughs) (laughs) um so you hear a lot of times about russian literature representing the sorrow and the sadness and here's Chekhov just writing it directly in there. Like, 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 yes, our people know suffering since the time, and he lists these czars that started the Russian Federation even, that um, you know, it, it, it's, it gives you this idea of hopelessness to start with, 
which is obviously what he's going to kind of attack. And the epiphany is the role of the denial of Jesus story is how I, I viewed this. Yeah, I, I think that that is the way that it's supposed to be viewed. I just try to go down these rabbit holes of what more could I pull out of this story of that there is so much biblical reference here that, I mean, we're, we're literally talking or almost reinventing the, the Jesus story and the betrayal. Why give us all of this allegory? Why give us these similes? Why is there two people in the garden? What is the purpose? What is Chekhov trying to give more to the story that Hardy hasn't been told? Well, what does that story mean to you? You know, I mean, when it comes to the Bible, there's tons of ways to interpret it, whether you are a preacher or whether you're just a regular person. You don't even have to be religious. You can like look at these stories and say, what does this mean? Right. And to me, the the idea of, of you being like, oh, I'm there for you, buddy. Like, I'm there. I got you. I'm here for you. Like, we all know that friend, but you know that as soon as it hits the fan that they abandon you, they're out. Right. And in a way, Jesus is calling Peter out like a prophetic way of being like, look, you're going to betray me three times. Crow's going to, uh, you know, hit, hit that note. And, and then we're all going to know, you know, that, that, that it came true. But there's something very human about that. That idea of betraying your trust, the idea of losing your resolve in, in, in a form of weakness, right? I think it's something that's very relatable. Like, how do you view the story? All comes down to trust. If you take what happens in the garden with Adam and Eve, trust is broken and there are consequences. And then you have the trust that's broken between Peter and Jesus and, you know, basically everybody else. I mean, nobody comes to his aid and saves him. Uh, and I guess the biggest betrayer, Judas, as well, thrown in there for a good measure. That it comes down to, is Chekhov trying to tell us that eventually even your best friend would betray you because Jesus, who is the son of God, got betrayed by his best friend. Like, if you were God, Una, and I was willing to betray you, God, then what are hope for two normal people, uh, just two schmoes? <laughs> I think that might be the lesson that I took away from here, that it you have to be careful with your trust because everybody can be betrayed from anybody at some point in time in their lives. I know I read this I read this paper. I can't remember who it was from. I think it was like a famous playwright. I'll see, I'll see if I can put it in the show notes after the show. I'll see if I can look it up. But he said that one of the things that really tests, and I know people and characters are two very different things, but a lot of times characters reflect things that we see in real life from a mimesis standpoint. But they say the way you really know a person is when they're put under when they're put to that test when they're put under the ultimate stress that's when their true character is revealed and isn't that sad that the weakness comes out in us sometimes when we are put to the test and you're like you know i i didn't think i was that person and you might try to explain it away as like it's just a moment of weakness but maybe that's who we really are sometimes and that, and that can be a little bit pessimistic but the ending of the story. So, okay, so moving on from the, the, you know, the denial of Jesus story, we have the epiphany at the end, right? We, we have this quote, he thought that the truth and beauty which guided human life there in the garden and in the courtyard of the high priest continued without interruption to this very day, right? How we're all part of this thread of history and how things that have happened in the past we can relate to 
today, the way that we can read a story in literature from 100 years ago and relate to our own lives in a sense too. We're all part of this, this human experience. And, and it helps me to kind of think about this man kind of having a, an epiphany at this point in time. You know, like he saw the women sobbing in the same way that they were in the story. How did you take that? I think this is the point that instills hope in people. I took away that Chekhov was saying, hey, just because you make a mistake, even at your weakest time, doesn't make you a bad person. It didn't make Peter a bad person. It made him human. And that's what we all are. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall down. But how you get back up, and we see this in the story, he goes on with his life, the narrator, and he sees this upliftingness in, in humanity that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Gives you a, kind of a hope for like, you know those stories where like Groundhog Day where you have to do it over and over again until you figure out the key. You know, <laughs> that Tom Cruise, you know, alien remake story. It, it's kind of like we get a chance to prove our humanity every day. And just because we constantly make these mistakes or we have over generations doesn't mean that we can't possibly choose better in the future. And that doesn't have to necessarily just be a religious thing. Like that is something that's very human to every person who, you know, wants to improve and wants to be better because we do stumble uh, a lot of times when it comes to achieving our designs or what we think we, we could achieve. For some reason, we fail sometimes. And to me, that's part of the epiphany is that even though we're all connected, and even though we can all see the mistakes of the past or how we might have moments of weakness, we always have that opportunity and that choice to try to be better in the future. And on top of that, kind of what you brought up before of that these are stories and not real characters in this story, also the fact that that's the point of passing down this knowledge from one generation to the next. That's why it's important, I think, to read these stories, read these novels, to, to put this information in your brain, because then maybe you can have the opportunity to face adversity and not fail like Peter did and succeed where others have failed. That's that prior history knowledge allowing the future generations to be better. And that's, that's more hope, hopefulness. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've done Chekhov. I'm going to put a playlist to all of our talks of him down below. What other stories would you want to see us cover from this master writer? Let us know in the comments down below. My name's been Una. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make, for, make sure to leave. What should we leave for that emoji today? Uh, what's one for betrayal? <laughs> a knife. A knife in the oh, back. Knife leave in us, the back. There you leave go. us a knife if you enjoyed the conversation but aren't sure what to add. Thanks for spending time with us. Peace. Peace? <laughs>